Welcome back to episode 151 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, we take a look at why Bitcoin is back to $30,000. Next, Iman and I explain new technologies using some analogies. Then we react live to personal AI conference hosted by the CEO named Suman. And finally, we summarize our thoughts for the future of personal AI. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 151 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. What up, what up? And on the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. All right, so... We got personal AI to talk about today. They're doing something live in about 30 minutes. Yeah. And of course, Bitcoin, dude, your your favorite cryptocurrency is is going ham today, 7%. Yeah, I guess all of a sudden, all the doom and gloom of it's last washed away. Yeah, because Bitcoin broke through a 30K mental barrier, I guess. So yeah. everything is, is gravy now. Yeah. The world is not dissolving before our <laughs> eyes. The dollar is not collapsing. Everything's great. Yeah. Because we have Bitcoin and it's up and... Hooray. Maybe Balaji was right, right? Yeah, he's got a long way to go. He's got <laughs> he does. Roughly 60 days <laughs> left, give or take. To get what? To get to a million? 960,000 yeah. increase in valuation? Yeah, good luck, dude. <laughs> but nonetheless, so yeah, everybody, this is the talk of the town. Why is Bitcoin going up you know, so aggressively? Um, I don't know. I guess do you qualify seven percent as aggressive? I don't, but I guess like the sentiment is it just feels so it, the sentiment it, is aggressive. Yeah, this is like holy shit, people have been just they just can't believe their eyes. It's like thirty K Bitcoin, see all dude, you haters. That's not I mean, this is a pretty big rise, dude. Yeah. I mean this is typical Bitcoin stuff, dude. We've been around long enough this is just We've been having the discussions for months about like the, all the macro conditions and factors that could potentially make Bitcoin much more valuable or, you know, at least align more with its its value proposition of being, you know, uh, a new contender in like the world's asset class yeah, yeah. sector. So I think more and more people in countries and companies, investors in general are potentially starting to buy into this concept. So nat- naturally you're going to see some, you know, yeah, bullish trajectory. So you know what's what's interesting is that uh, this bottom that we saw at sixteen thousand uh-huh. dollars that was a March April time frame. Yeah, and guess what the last bottom was for the previous cycle? It was March it was April like, time frame. Oh, same time frame. Yeah, exactly well, four years ago, dude. <laughs> is exactly, this a co- huh? is this a coincidence or or what? Well, I mean, Bitcoin just has a rhythm, dude. A like very predictable rhythm, but for whatever reason, in the moment, you just always want to counter yeah. the understandings that you know, every Satoshi programs a very, you know, yeah, uh, predictable economic outcome. I guess every four years, <laughs> you know, something yeah. happens, and it's going to drive the value of this thing up every single time, right? Yeah, and uh, what's what's interesting is we we made it a full cycle, dude. We started the podcast down in the peak of the bear, yeah, and we finally experienced the the peak of the bear. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> How's it feel, dude? Four years in the books. Well, I'm trying to think back in the day is like you know we we're trying to predict the future. We we're like 100k yeah. Bitcoin is in the bag. Yeah, I guess that that was 
definitely the talk. It's like we just experienced an ICO bubble and bust. Yeah. You know, probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life yeah. <laughs> was the rise and fall of crypto. You know, celebrities pushing it. Everybody I know yeah. all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, wanting it. This is like, you know, six months prior, everyone was calling it a scam. It's just like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, one hell of a ride. Yeah. When your family starts asking you about Bitcoin, that's when you know there's a euphoria happening. Yeah, correct. And then once they, they, you know, about a year later, they start calling you about, you know, why did you get me into this scam? That's how you know it's full despair. Yeah. You hit the bottom. Correct. So considering that we're basically in the same stage where we, where we were when we first started the podcast, like what was our motivation to even like start back then, you know, four years ago? Like, what were we trying to achieve as, you know, well, observers, influencers, whatever the hell you want to call I, I, us? I don't know. I feel like we were trying to just understand what was happening and and whether yeah. or not what was happening was actually a big deal or not. Well, we knew like at some point the market was going to return, right? We just knew, yeah, you know, that there's going to be bubble cycles throughout the growth maturation of, of crypto and Web3. Yeah. And, um... I guess we just really wanted to see, like, you know, what was going to be that next thing. You know, that's what yeah, keep, that's exactly. what keeps my attention every single time in these markets is what what's next. Yeah, and the thing that seems like is next, but I don't feel anywhere near as comfortable or like enthusiastic about it. Is is the uh, AI stuff, the crypto? Oh, AI I see. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like it. It's like when we first started the podcast, the obvious contender was DeFi. It's like this is the only thing that's new that what didn't exist in the previous cycle. It's true. Yeah. You know, the AI thing, it's really the only thing that's relatively new. And it's not exclusive to, to crypto. I know. Yeah, totally not. DeFi is exclusive to crypto. Yeah. So that's why. And it, there hasn't, I mean, really, there hasn't been that many things that are new in crypto other than like, um, you know, layer zero type technology layer two type technology like ZK. Yeah. Uh, but man, that's like super nerdy tech stuff rather yeah. than like AI is, is available to masses right now. Yeah. Super nerdy tech stuff. Isn't the way Yeah, <laughs> you got to have something that's degen compatible. Yeah. 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 You know, Did you ever see yourself saying that AI wasn't the super nerdy tech stuff. That's true. <laughs> I never thought, I, well, I mean, I guess eventually we would get our hands on, like the consumers would get their hands on AI products. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I didn't foresee like chatting with AI so frequently, so regularly. I do it daily. Yeah, and it, nobody saw that coming. That's why it's taking over. Yeah. It's, it's just, and spilling into crypto because now everybody wants to figure out how do we utilize this and put it on chain, yeah. right? So it's going to be an interesting like sector again to pay attention to it's going to be ai spring i guess we're already seeing so many different projects spin up and they all to be honest they look pretty like lots of red flags in my opinion oh yeah and crypto for sure well yeah we're only talking about crypto yeah. right now because yeah. <laughs> markets are up so we got to start looking into the, the you know wh where's the opportunity yeah so so before we get into the red flags i think it's important to understand what what is the application of AI in crypto? Like, what is like the most ideal? Because you know, like in science, when uh, the math predicted that there must be black holes, right? Like, that's what the math tells us. So there has to be. So we got to look for indicators of black holes, and and there you go. You look for what what you project to be a black hole, and you go and look for it, and there it is, right? Yeah. That's what math tells us. Yeah. 
So when it comes to like joining a technology like AI and cryptos, like what is like the most optimal outcome for these two technologies to merge? Mm-hmm. And and I think I think it seems to be like leveraging the fact that the language, the large language learning models that we have can be supplied by a decentralized community, right? Yeah. And and then the reason why they would supply that is because they're incentivized to via a token. Yeah. So anything, any project revolving around that seems like a legitimate use case. Potentially, but also like a legitimate like vessel for to scam people. Just it's, it's, oh, con- yeah. it's a convincing argument. It's like, hey, like all we want is your data. Yeah or your contributions of, of thought or knowledge or whatever. Yeah. And so we're going to bring it into this pool. It's going to, we can call it like the, the knowledge pool or something kind of like a liquidity pool. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like liquidity for financial yeah. services, you're, you're, you're providing data into a pool mm-hmm. for, uh, AI services. Right. And you're going to get compensated, I guess <laughs> the same, <laughs> but it's like, you're not actually like locking anything up. Like you're in an LP pool. Yeah. You know, liquidity provider. That's the difference. That's why you, sh- you, expect some kind of you know return for locking up your your value well i guess the return would be the application of that ai being useful to you right like let's say for example if everybody was providing uh, a knowledge base of trading right Mm -hmm. everybody's like supplying trading data for example like you you mentioned earlier is like Mm -hmm. perhaps that could be useful for ai is like hey you know the trend is this way because you know all these different indicators yeah, but then how do you determine like how much of a of a reward that person, that yeah. contributor, you know, that the input, like what what is the quantifiable like measure? Well, I think the well, I forget the, the 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 phrase, but I think the the sum is greater than the parts, mm. and so like the 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 once you supply the data to the AI, I think the collective result of that is more valuable than like the actual data itself. It's like, who, what difference does it make that you sold Bitcoin at $60,000? Like, but it makes a difference when everybody is, is starting to sell Bitcoin at $60,000, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's, that's a very good indicator. So it's literally just like a volume thing. Like if you're doing like yeah. a high trade, you have a high trade portfolio or something, you're a day trader. Yeah. Like that's, that's something of value that this AI would like to tap into right? well that yeah and like uh the ai would tell you things that w- wouldn't be obvious to like the the average person looking at charts yeah it's like the ai would tell you is like it seems like bitcoin operates at a four-year cycle mm-hmm. and so today is equivalent to four years ago and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a good time to to buy it's mm-hmm. like these types of things are not necessarily obvious until you're looking at charts every day like yeah we kind of we kind of do yeah Interesting. Well, so yeah, so I'm just trying to think of different applications of AI and crypto that we will see that is like a good project rather than like just a website and the website says it's going to do everything for you and you're going to earn tokens by supplying stuff and yeah, marketplace this and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm also trying to identify like how are they going to attract DJ activity? That's really all I'm concerned about. Okay, yeah. That's how it starts. Yeah. That's how any new like emerging crypto sector starts. There has to be something that appeals to I don't know, like the regular the reckless individuals who okay. are So know. all right, so let's let's put an analogy to it. So what you're looking for is the equivalent of the technology of NFTs being mm-hmm. created. Yeah. It's like what can you do with NFTs that's going to get the DGENs involved? 
Yeah. And therefore PFPs come and mm -hmm. that takes a hold of the zeitgeist and all of a sudden everybody's doing a PFP. Yeah. And, and then as a result, you have a $60 billion volume mm -hmm. in a few months. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I, I don't think uh, DJs are going to be attracted to just like, you know, come tell us what you know and we'll, yeah, we'll get a token. Not. Definitely you know, not. It's got to be something a little more radical than that. I don't I can't, I haven't seen or thought of an idea of how you could do that, but yeah. Um, it's like an NFT that talks to you basically. That's like, I don't know, useful or, or um, novel. Yeah. But nonetheless, these are the things we got to look out for because, man, this space is going to get flooded. I mean, now that Bitcoin's on the rise, so everybody's kind of bullish. I'm pretty sure a lot of sideline money is now like being activated. It's like, okay, these markets are about to heat up, so let's start deploying some capital somewhere, mm -hmm. right? Because like I said, when we first started the podcast, that was the thing to do. Yeah, You know, you know the markets were on the the come up, you know, as soon as Bitcoin went from what was it hovering around three to four K jumped up to like 11 K yeah. in like a week or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when we knew it was like, okay, yeah. Like it's over like that winter felt like hell. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, we finally came out of it, you know, only up from here mentality. Yeah. So yeah, we started the podcast, started looking into literally every project we could find, you know, just go down the list, open yeah. up coin market cap. <laughs> And just look at them all, yeah. you know, just do a little bit of due diligence and, and talk about what we find. Right. And that's how we found, you know, like Matic, Matic. super early. Cause you know, we knew Binance was a big deal and they're doing IEOs. Yeah. We're like, what the hell is that? You know, it's like their own little workaround for an ICO. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they were do dropping games like Axie Infinity. That's yeah. a game. Yeah. I didn't think games could be in crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's that's play to earn. Oh, that makes sense. And then it's like, oh shit, there's this other thing called Central Land. So, mm -hmm. But all that just felt so new and like fresh at that moment. Like I, I, I don't know what is that new freshness of today. You know, like mm. that's what we need to find. Hmm. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because I, I don't I guess a new freshness, if anything, would be like ZK technology, but it isn't like it's it doesn't it's, yeah that's, it's not it doesn't feel as tangible as like Decentraland or Axie or yeah, NFTs or, or, or even Matic because at the time Matic was fresh like a a, a technology infrastructure play mm -hmm. was like one of the earliest entrants into the whole L two space so mm -hmm. yeah I guess in a sense like Layer Zero could be yeah, it could be potentially like a something similar to that. Or all these projects that are in the AI sector, there might be a few of them within it that mm -hmm. are like, you know, legitimate, like diamonds in the rough. Yeah. Uh, and all the other sectors we talked about, you know, metaverse infrastructure, maybe Boson Protocol yeah. is like one of the bigger, you know, sleeping giants in the space. Who, who knows? Yeah. I also feel like uh, the metaverse still applies because the metaverse, it had like a its run. But it was so short. It was like three months. Yeah, I wouldn't. And, I wouldn't qualify that as a run. Yeah, I would, no, I wasn't. But yeah. I mean, it was like um, catalyzed by Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, and so that's why the run was so short because nobody was really prepared for it. Actually, I guess there, I guess it was technically a run, right? Because like Mana went up pretty, yeah, pretty intensely. Yeah. So did Sandbox and yeah. You know, it wasn't a very big sector, but everyone who was you know positioned within it did have experience, like a. a Pretty yeah, pretty nasty yeah yeah X. So you're right. I would I would definitely call that like it's the metaverse's first, you know, actual run in these markets. But yeah, it's, as you can see, one it's tough as, to as quickly. It's tough to repeat. You know. Yeah yeah yeah. As quickly as it went up, it, as quickly as it went down. Yeah, 
And even DeFi is struggling to really kind of like resurge, mm -hmm. you know. But yeah, because so much regulatory pressure too. That too. Yeah, regulatory I mean, pressure, and then it's just not as appealing as it used to be, right? Because yeah. the, the DGen shit is where it brought everybody in. Yeah. You got these crazy APYs, people just forking and spinning off new protocols like yeah, food coins daily. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it was totally different vibe back then. And that's why you saw like a, you know, an actual bubble form. Yeah. I remember us looking at DeFi and like these uh, food coins and stuff. We're like, what is, what is happening? Yeah. Like why? How, yeah. how are you getting 10,000% yields? Yeah. It's, it was wild, dude. And of course the DJs are, love that stuff. Yeah. They were just minting vapor tokens yeah, yeah. essentially <laughs> and just happy about it. Yeah. Cashing them in and just hopping around from food coin to food coin. So that. Yeah, I, I don't know if it, that's exactly what we're looking for, like, you know, like little bubble moments in these mm. markets, but, you know, because they come regardless, so, and I'm pretty sure this AI thing is going to snowball into a... Oh, definitely. A bubble. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think, but, man, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I don't know if I'm cynical or if, like, uh... You're, like, burnt I, I, out on, like, yeah, I'm trying like, to find the next uh, wave. Yeah, but it it just feels like this sector in particular, like the AI thing. If this narrative is just, it feels like it's so easily co-opted by people who are just kind of like taking take, advantage, taking advantage of of uh, you know the community, the Web three community. Yeah. They they know how the people behave and what they're looking for, and yeah. this narrative is like so goddamn obvious <laughs> in, in appealing, yeah. <laughs> and. It just, I don't know. It's going to be tough to find like genuine. But, but you know what? There are projects out there like Fetch AI, who's been around since 2017. Yeah. And those have a little bit more uh, credibility just because they were, they were there before the hype. Anyone who spins up a website now about AI, <sighs> that's sketch. So you say that, but then, you know, whenever DeFi rolled around, there was like, a, you know, a, yeah. a, a less than a handful of like a primitives, like, you know. Yeah. Like a compound and maker DAO and like you know pull together stuff like that, but dude, so much came after it. Yeah, yeah. pancake you know, swap, synthetics, freaking uh, urine finance, like yeah. so many different actual curve. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, good balancer. Point. That's a good point. There was so much that came out of that DeFi summer after the fact. Like once it started to heat up, the developers quickly like started spinning up you know new protocols. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We can see the same thing happen here. You know, it's just it just feels like man, that's. Be yeah, and, and that's why I brought up earlier is like what what can we foresee being generated by you know these developers that it has legitimate yeah. that is like balancer that yeah, is like right. these yeah these we, we do have to start thinking about that and because as soon as we see it and like we we do our due diligence on the founders and all that as soon as everything like there are no red flags or <laughs> as many red flags yeah it's like that's that's a good opportunity. So then I guess the best place to start is like identifying what is the actual core value <laughs> to like decentralized yeah. AI because there's an obvious core value to decentralized finance, right? It's yeah. You're basically replicating, you know, financial services that exist in, at banks or mm -hmm. lending institutions, whatever. Well, uh, well, I think here's here's sort of like an easy narrative. Just like we have in meta the like the metaverse landscape, we have the metaverse, and then we have basically two types of. Uh, industries in the metaverse, right? The centralized, then we got the decentralized, yeah. right? So yeah. AI products are going to be both centralized and decentralized. Pretty much. That's all I could, I don't think blockchain, could it? Can you imagine like a richer AI product of some kind just because of the nature of, uh, no, no. of you know, uh, it, it, I, could, I guess, I guess it, like a distributed, like, 
like uh maybe maybe like an ai version of etherscan that like analyzes the entire blockchain you kind of ask it questions like which eth address holds the most eth it's like send you know give it to me yeah um you know what what's the volume and eth flow right now it's like but you don't need crypto to like do that right like you you wouldn't need well, I think you could use an AI for yeah. analytics. Yeah, exactly. Just so, to provide you that same service, yeah. like outside of any blockchain or Web three. Yeah, you know, integration. You know, and I can see like an AI assistant. You know, you can program it to be like, not just notify me when the volume gets beyond, you know, you know, fifty billion dollars for Bitcoin, because mm. that's that's an indicator of like, you, there's there's attraction to buying Bitcoin or selling it. Mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um you know these things like the, the the assistant could help you with these things yeah and so there there are legitimate use cases for combining ai and and like at least crypto analytics but but the point of it is either you use centralized services to provide you that information or you use decentralized services and like what are the benefits of one over the other one's going to be faster reliable and one is going to be like more secure because you're not giving out your personal information for whatever. Yeah. That's really it. So I guess the thing to do would be to really analyze the existing AI space yeah, and, the products. And on web two big tech products Yeah, and just start to see what's, what's being replicated. Just like, you know, DeFi, you just kind of replicated a lot of what, are, what already exists yeah. in finance. And I think we've know? seen elements of this already with like uh, text to image. Yeah. There's, we got mid journey, got stability, but then we have like these crypto projects that are generating images now. Yeah. Yeah. Basically clones. Yeah. Clones. But, but not necessarily as distributed or like decentralized as, no. as you would expect no, them just, to be. It's yeah. just a clone of the, the functionality of text to image and yeah. then attach a token to it. Yeah. That's not good enough. Yeah. I don't think that's not like true DAI, you know? Yeah. Like correct. DeFi DAI. It's like your Solidity smart contract needs to call some sort of AI function. And Correct. that does not exist. And the data has to be on some sort of on-chain. Or decentralized network like IPFS. Yeah, something. Or, or Oasis Protocol, something. Yeah. Like there has to be some sort of like a... Uh, a deep integration to... Deep, deep utility from like blockchain a, the and privacy of, of blockchain and uh, security and all that stuff. Yeah. Just to, again... Uh, be that counterpart to the uh, the traditional AI, you know, narrative. Yeah. Which people are scared of. People think it's going to, like, destroy humanity and all this stuff. Yeah. Somehow this, like, decentralized counterpart, and I know there's a scene in Silicon Valley or something like <laughs> yeah. that where this doesn't turn out as rosy as you would expect. Yeah. But somehow they got to paint this narrative that you, you want AI to be decentralized. Just yeah. like you want money and finance to be decentralized. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up Silicon Valley because I think the the idea behind like the story of Silicon Valley, at least for a season, was that they built a decentralized internet, mm -hmm. and then you a decentralized internet means that you can't shut it down, right? Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. But then you add AI to it, and then you you connect AI to that decentralized internet. And all of a sudden, you can't turn off the AI, and then you know they you could create a pretty funny story off of that. Yeah. So, but we don't have a decentralized internet. It is completely centralized. It can be shut down. Yeah. Maybe like the bigger fear though is like, uh, it's okay to like let AI not be uh, disturbed or like interfered with or, or, or again, slowed down. Yeah. It's just really the big fear is like having 
you know, humans in control of it, you know. Well, yeah, used for nefarious purposes. Like you could use uh, deep fakes and uh, it's convincing. Mm-hmm. It's it's more convincing these days. And so imagine a deep fake that uh, Putin is like, all right, we're, we're going to war or something. Yeah. And like it spooks a bunch of people. The markets tank and all of a sudden you have banks collapsing because of a video, of a spoofed video. Hmm. So I think that's I think that's the the fear that a, that um, Elon Musk has with AI. Yeah. So there's <clears throat> man. Yeah. There's a lot of work in this AI space to like generate some true value. I think. Hmm. Like I'm thinking about it now. It's like uh, when you say true value, what do you what do you mean exactly? Yeah. Like I'm I'm envisioning like a, a whole network of just different all these. So it's gonna start out like a fragmented AI, I guess, tools. Yes. That are being created because that's what's happening now. But the thing that Web3, I, I guess, can do that maybe like the Web2 AI space can't is like bring all these separate tools kind of together and they're all representative and collective communities that are mm. upholding the technologies of mm. that, that these individual tools <coughs> are, right? But you can combine them all together to essentially have like an AI run just organization or DAO. Mm. That is doing something like a business or something operating like uh, uh, it's a media company. That's all AI. Mm. And because you have this, 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 and that different protocol all working together, you know, because of all the data we've provided as a community, collective community, now we're going to, whatever revenue that generates, so here comes the SEC. (laughs) But what are you going to, are you going to lock up robots? I don't think so. Yeah. But all the people who contributed their their data set, their knowledge, they're like LPs, like liquidity providers. So they expect, you know, a fee in return whenever all the AI companies are making sure. some revenue. Sure. They're contributing real value to the planet, right? Yeah. Media company, uh, maybe like an education platform. I don't know. I mean, you mentioned DAO too. I mean, I, I feel like there's an application of um, an independent a thinker, like an AI would, mm-hmm. to contribute to a DAO decision-making process. Yeah, like that could be one organization, like a, like a true value uh, AI like, DAO. Like an impartial party. Yeah, so like the contributors to that, they would have to prove and get trust from like basically the rest of the world. Like, let's look, here's our proof, proof of data. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we have like the most non-biased collection of information, whatever the fuck. Yeah. That our AI is ever generated and it's transparent, it's on the chain, it's on mm-hmm. blockchain, all this stuff. So you guys should utilize this in all your DAOs and pay us, you know, every time, yeah, you know, and then we, we're generating revenue. It's getting distributed to the people who built this thing, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That's how I can envision like a, an actual mature AI economy, you know, yeah. with like human participants involved in that. And, but we're not actually doing any of the, the labor or the work. Yeah. We're just, yeah. I'm interested in how we get to a point where we trust the decisions of the AI. Yeah. Like, well, like, what would lead us to end up trusting AI to where it can contribute making decisions? Has to be like some sort of like obvious improvement in something. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like here's one DAO that has been using AI, and here's one of the others, yeah. and like, dude, just this one's just smoking yeah. everyone else. Agreed. And what, for whatever reason, like, hasn't made a financial mishap. Yeah. Ever <laughs> type type uh, of a difference, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be very complex, but um, I, th- I feel like it's going to get to that point no matter what. Right. It's, yeah. ob- it's that's Man, a trajectory. What, what a difference four years makes. 
We're talking about just uh, ICOs. We're, we're cooling off from the ICO mania. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we see IEOs and IDOs mm-hmm. and DeFi. And now we're talking about like sentient probabilities here. Four years later. Yeah. AI, like deep AI, deep DAO shit. Yeah. You know, like, hmm. Yeah, you're going to see like AI or DAO like um, trading firms. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, because yeah. that seems like one of the more intuitive AIs to work on is like a, because yeah. everybody can just provide trading information and, you know, market data and stuff like that. Yeah. Because you're just basically just using an app to trade and it's just recording yeah. all that information. Exactly. So I could see like a whole DAO, you know, this probably this actually exists already, like like trading DAOs. You know? Yeah, I think uh, Robinhood is probably the, the biggest uh, example here because there's no fees on Robinhood. I don't know if you've used the app before. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, so there's yeah. no fees. So Robinhood needs to make money somehow. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they leverage the trading data mm. of everybody and they mm. sell that information to huge institutions. And there they, you go. That trade against you. I actually did not know that, dude. That's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what they do with all that data. Like uh, these well, institutions. They had like Well, they probably just uh trade against it. It's like, hey, everybody's like buying this one asset. So I'm hmm. gonna it has to dump. So I'm gonna buy options, hmm. futures contracts, expecting it to dump. Hmm. That seems pretty weird. Seems shady, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. But that's it's- what they do. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any, I mean, yeah, there's kind of like some harm in that. They get like an edge against like retail. Retail. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess retail gets to trade for free. So I don't know. That's, that is an interesting trade off. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So this is what I mean by the AI sector needs a lot of work, (laughs) like a lot of proving to do, you know, something of true value can be like, you know, spun up from this. But, but there's an other side to this. So we're, we're like fundamental analysis, uh, analysis, like we analyze like fundamentally these different projects, right? Yeah. So, but there's the other side of it, of like the degen side, like Mm -hmm. we know some of these projects are probably not legitimate, but we know, also know that it's probably going to explode regardless. Yeah. So yeah. the the right move would be to acquire some of these assets and um, and then just time the market. But it really depends on like what kind of trader you are and if yeah. you if you have the resources to take these kinds of risks. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And really, that's like where a ton of money is made in taking those risks. Yeah, I th- of course. Yeah, I th- yeah. I guess. I mean, the other side is fundamental analysis and just like making good bets and just waiting on them. Like like Bitcoin yeah. would be a good bet. Like, like right now, I mean, according to these charts. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be... Okay, so the crypto AI, that's one that's pretty obvious. Of course, the whole layer two thing. I think a lot of layer ones are kind of like slowly starting to get like slurped up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe the whole layer one concept uh, is finally going to slowly diminish. I don't know. That's one of the things that we're going to have to pay attention to. But probably not. I'm pretty sure once the bull market comes back like in full swing, like the actual euphoric yeah. part of a, of a bull market, all the layer ones are going to basically do what they did last time, right? A lot of new projects are going to emerge from Ethereum's layer one and layer two ecosystem mm-hmm. and even layer three. And they're just going to replicate that stuff on all these competing chains. And there's just going to be so much liquidity present from all over the planet. It's just, they're all going to benefit. Yeah. You know? It's like the, the other analogy is, is like, you know, how do we onboard billions into crypto? And we can't foresee billions people using crypto when we have to like teach everybody about networks and like, 
yeah using metamask to swap different networks and like swapping tokens like yeah we know that the future is going to be a lot more user friendly and so we know to look for projects that head towards that future because mm. that's the only way you're going to onboard billions of people you think so yeah because like the last cycle like some, like the ugliest and most dirtiest of looking platforms were the ones that did the best remember Oh yeah, well, just like the U, UI looking like ugly UI yeah, stuff. Yeah, just absolute garbage. But there's a reason for that, right? Like people are just quickly spinning up new protocols, new projects, releasing their MVPs. That's what you expect in yeah, those types of environments. I mean, to be fair, it it seemed like it was a choice of design, not just like half-ass building websites. Some of them, yeah, yeah, yeah and definitely, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely weird. Like going to these websites, everybody's like going crazy about like, like mining ten thousand percentage APYs, and you go to the website, it looks like it was made in like GeoCities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just want to let you guys know, personal AI stream just started. It just started. All right, we're gonna have it in the background, and let me turn it down. Oh, okay, I see uh, like a little. What do you call that? A little opening scene. <laughs> you got a link, PJ? Yeah, I'll put it. All right, so shout out personal AI. So we had an interview with the uh, founder and CEO. Oh yeah, dude, Trey Trey Waters is there. Oh, dude, our boy Trey. Yeah. So found a table. Let's see. And oh, dude, there's Suman. Yeah, there you go, dude. That's cool. So yeah, we informed him of this event because it's in his native city. Yeah, and we're like, hey man, go over there and scope out the the venue. Let us know if they have, you know, killer robots on the loose or not. <laughs> Nobody sure. knows what the killer hell they're robots. actually. But apparently this is like their flagship, like, release. This is what they've been waiting for. Like this right here. AI Model 1. All right, let's, let's actually listen to this, dude. Yeah, let's see what's what's happening. I saw, like, a nice, clean screen. Look at that. There he is. Okay. A little laggy. Solid two frames per second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see if we can drop the quality. And thank you for everybody who joined us in person today. Today, I think it's very important. It's important not just for me, not just for my team, but I think it's important for every person in the world. I am Suman Kanuganti. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Personal AI. Today joining me is my co-founders, Sharon Zong and Christy Kaiser, and a number of team members. We, our company is Human AI Labs. And over the past three years, over the past three years, we've been on a mission, a mission to reimagine how we communicate with each other. I mean, outside of the, the stream quality, this looks legit. How it does. Yeah, this is a real like uh, company, like, yeah, uh, like keynote. In our world, there you in go. Our lives. <laughs> yeah, this is what I expect from Silicon Valley. You know. <laughs> yeah. When we focus on solving a hard human problem, we not only solve it, but we create positive impacts to our lives. And I've experienced it firsthand. I experienced it firsthand at my previous company, Ira where we fundamentally reimagine how blind people access and physically negotiate with the physical environment. 
Ira was about our vision. Personal AI is about our memories. Did we say no. memory? Memory. Yeah. We all forget, don't we? And we wish we remembered more. Hmm. And there is only set amounts of time. The amount of time in a day is fixed. And don't we wish that we had more time every single day? Who doesn't wish? Every one of us wishes there is more time in every single day. And because of this, <coughs> because of this, the number of connections in our life is limited to just five. Five. And we cannot establish like deeper connections with each other. Ah, I see. And we always wish our connections were deeper, stronger, and we could connections. You know, I think it means like human connections. <laughs> but what if? What if these yes. are not just wishes? That's interesting. Human to human connection, dude. What if there is a personal dude. AI of you? Only five? I think so. Like on average, you can only have like five memory, real close relationships at any time. Everyone else is kind of like just there. That's yeah. what I mean. AI is all about. It's about continuous connection. You just don't have the mental bandwidth to support more than that, dude. Not only today, but no. forever into the future. It requires so much time. Let's break it down. To, like, to like, maintain relationships and yeah. knowledge know, uh, of other since, people. Since, yeah, uh, it is a lot. Since 2020, we've been And then their problems become your problems. And, and then they get mad at you if you forget. Like, oh, I told you like uh, this happened. And he's like, I mean, dude, well, my memory, dude. I'm only allocated five connections. Exactly, dude. Don't get fucking mad, dude. Shit. God, that's my that's our nature, dude. <laughs> Thanks to every single person who supported us. Our early beta customers, our investors, our partners, our friends and family, you, all of you, thank you. Thanks a lot. Because today, today we have multiple breakthroughs to present. We have multiple breakthroughs that actually make the true vision of what personal AI really is or what it meant to be. So I'm gonna break it down into three breakthroughs that we've been working on. Kind of goes forward, three, yes, three breakthroughs. Number one, we built something called a memory stack. A memory stack. A memory stack is a digital vault, a digital memory of you. This one evolves with you. And it's created automatically with everyday communications and everyday conversations. Hmm. That's it's what we need to like build for ourselves. It's almost a digital memory of your life. Interesting. Like we a also compiler. developed something, mm -hmm. I think. A collector of info. Collector of all your bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is awesome. We developed something called a personal language model. There you go. A personal language model, guys. This model, this model trains entirely on your memory stack. Mm. This model mimics the way you express yourself. This model is grounded in your facts in your opinions, and it evolves to your style, to who you are over a period of time. And that is the personal language model. Now, we talked about connections, we talked about one more, dude. everyday relationships. Like how <laughs> memory stack, personal language model. <laughs> Promise three. Yeah. And here's our physical robot. We yeah. combine these two products, the memory stack, as well as this personal AI model, in something that is super simple that we use every single day. Every one of us uses it. We probably used it in the last few minutes. You probably are using it right now. Who knows? It's <coughs> a phone. Yeah, it's a mobile app. We combine that into something called a messaging application. Well, a messaging application 
we all know how to use it, but this messaging application will reimagine how we communicate, how we stay connected, how we exchange our ideas, how this AI integrates into every one of our lives. Hmm. That together, my dear friends, is called Personal AI Model 1. And today, we are announcing this Personal AI Model 1 will be available for every one of us. Hmm. Nice. Every one of us. So, you gotta describe what is this chat The Personal AI Model app. 1 will scale your memory. The Personal AI Model will scale your time. It will also help you scale your connections. This Personal AI hmm. Model of us Interesting. will reinvent Whoa, how dude. AI is actually perceived. So you're going to be able how to like, is used, <clears throat> like you're saying, maintain relationships a lot better now. Yeah, with the this. It yeah, so it's like a, a simple one. It's like, what, when's Iron Man's birthday? Or or like, you know, Let's it's like, what? like, you know, you're, you're not able to ask all your friends, hey, man, I mean, how you doing, dude? You know, apps, right? you're still or doing even better. It would just say like, should we send Iron Man a happy birthday text? Like, yes, please. Yes. Well, the communication is fragmented, guys. The <coughs> communication is fragmented. The messaging is manual. I have to type on every single message, every single moment. There are different topics, different people, different contexts, different Oh, it's going to answer for us, dude. Yeah, different I like venues. it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Your personal AI is going to have full-blown combos kids, with, like, my colleagues, my all, that, my clients, all those family customers. members you don't want to talk to, dude. <laughs> Just set your personal AI. What's the value of that, though? It's broken. What do you mean? Of talking to family members that I don't talk to. Um, so, so they, you know, they just you get that birthday <laughs> card with the ten dollars <laughs> yeah. in it, Will. <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. It seems Not like anymore. the thing to so do, you know. Keep 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 yeah, everyone I, okay, I having a good image of you. Networking. Yeah, it's just yeah, like just, okay. Yeah, whenever you go to the family gatherings, everyone's not like, dude, when fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he hasn't talked to me all year. Yeah. You know? <laughs> One of the comments in the chat says, uh, relationships with people are such burdens. This makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. We're going to outsource relationship management to AI, dude. That's fucking weird. Of course you can edit it. Of course you can review it and send it when you are ready. Now, it's also important. I mean, we are all, you know, some of us are tech people, but the goal is everyday consumer AI, right? So this copilot is not like any other copilots that you may have seen. This is your personal AI copilot. And it can answer questions like you, with you. All right. So for those of you listening, we're and looking at a message. The context in your life. You want to meet up on Saturday for coffee? You can choose it. Send it. And then I love so, to meet up for coffee. <coughs> I guess. Wait, so it's it's just throwing you options. Like yeah, it's asking you. So personal. It's uh, generating a response for you, and you can choose it or not. Uh, over still, the last six still months, work, I, think we are all yeah, I still have to like read her message to understand the context the of this right, AI generated response. I should know that I, I don't like coffee and I don't <laughs> want to meet up. So the answer is no. So Here's probably you would, Will. Like you're still AI a dick. <laughs> like, even with AI. It's like, that would be true AI. Yeah. Like, it, it would just yeah. be you, you know? It's like, no. It's like, no, dude. The large language models Fuck off, generally is to outperform human intelligence. Now, there are definitely use cases for it. And I believe that's the path to artificial general intelligence. 
Now, these are great capabilities. There are uses for it. But of course, we are all here for a reason. We are all here because we care too much about artificial personal intelligence. We want things to be personal. We want things to be ours. Now, large language models require large amounts of data. And in most cases, guys, it's your data. So congratulations. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's hard to train. It takes a lot of money. Hmm. And it solves good productive use cases. It's great. There are uses for it. But it's not accessible to everyday consumer. And it is not personal. It does not understand us. And more importantly, it is also still in the control of big tech. Mm. Now, there are some fine-tuned models. You can customize the models. You can fine-tune it. Some startups are doing it, which is great, but it is still not personal. So what is the point? Well, our approach, on the contrary to anything that exists today, is all the way until the far right-hand side. We want to be ultra-personal. We want to be ultra-personal. And we want to create a model that is so small that actually works with one individual on hmm. one individual's data and understand the person so well. And that, my dear friends, is personal language model. And that personal language model is 120 million parameters in contrast with a 170 billion parameters of a large language model. Wow. And that's how we are <coughs> able to make it ultra-personal. So to summarize, the personal AI model one <laughs> you have this so this is like a different like multi-model a different value type of, for ai yeah like you know the large language models they're valuable because they're actually super intelligent like because they know everything it's yeah. large language models Sorry, yeah no these personal ones they're just going to be more stupid so people <laughs> yeah representation they won't be geniuses but yeah. they would be it's you yeah, which because me, it's all com you. me compared to a large language model, I'm pretty fucking um, dumb, dude. In comparison, yeah. Whenever I asked Suman about if I'm bad at math, will the will my AI be mad at math? He said, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. You're just kind of like replicating, you're cloning your own, you know, yeah, your being. Is that valuable? I guess it's there is some value to that for sure. Yeah, it's like w w wouldn't you want to ask Kanye AI some questions just to see what how he would answer? It depends. It would only be like personal shit. I wouldn't ask Kanye AI. Is like, dude, so you know, I want you to take a look at this beat I'm composing for this new song. You know, but but I would rather ask the large language model because it already has Kanye as part of its like understanding. So it's gonna have Kanye and like all the other legendary musicians combined. And there is one more thing, guys. This is probably the most important thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's like, what? Kanye is great and all. It would be like it's not greater than all the musicians of all time put together. You're probably sending messages to your colleagues, your teens, your communities, your friends, and to your families. But guess what? You do not own any single thing. You do not. Those messages, guys, that you are sending to your friends or to everybody is not working in your favor. You send a text message and you are immediately the, uh, bombarded Web3 with the ads mm -hmm. in your email or somewhere else. Immediately, you know what I can see buying this company? You don't have any control. Uh, Who, who's the course, company the that, AI, which is that supplies these devices, model. these personal devices? You flip narrative. NVIDIA? You own no. every Apple. Single thing, there you go. Apple. Hmm. Imagine this every being Siri thing, you for you. Your staff. Yeah. 
And we've been partnering this with Oasis like Labs a... for the past three years. Yeah, I could definitely see Apple scooping this out, dude. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you did this. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't be standing here talking in front of all of you if uh, the true intent of personal AI, it's indeed has to be yours. It is not a personal assistant. It is a personal AI asset. It's an asset of your life. So, look, 40 years ago, 40 years ago on this very day, Mr. Steve Jobs, he said, oh, oh, What do you know? Already. A computer that you cannot lift. He literally put a handle on the computer so that you can lift it. Because why? It is a personal computer. So you can lift it and you can take to places. And that was the beginning of personal computing era. And we all have computers in our pockets now. That was the beginning of personal computing era. And 40 years later, today, never, never trust an AI that you cannot steer, guys. Hmm. Wow. That's his big Steve Jobs moment, dude. Yeah. So never trust an AI you can't steer. I mean, look. Hmm. What does that mean? We've been through... I'm old enough, we've been through the personal computing era. This is the beginning of personal intelligence era. It truly is. And you, you need to have all these characteristics to make it really unique and really personal to you. And when you are putting hands, when you're putting AI in your hands, the one thing that I would ask is it's about to trust yourself. It's about to trust yourself and how you shape your own AIs and how the history unfolds in the future is different. Now, we're talking a lot about everybody having their own personal AI. How do we make it accessible for everybody? Yes, sure, simple messaging interface will make it accessible, but what else? Well, we will make it accessible by making the experience and the beginning of personal AI for free. Mm. It's going to be free. He said at the beginning, though. The human-to-human -human mm. messaging is going to be free. Nice. Your personal AI model training and creation is going to be free. Nice. And yes, your AI co-pilot <laughs> will also going to be free, and it will be limited for around 200 messages per month. And of course, for greater AI use, yes, you would subscribe. You would subscribe to the plans, and exactly a week from now, they will be live, and you can subscribe to it. Isn't it amazing? I mean, I'm standing in here telling you take control of your lives. This will be like your AI. Because I know for a reason, if you had to truly make an impact to everyday consumers, everyday people, we got to put this in the hands of people. Because I believe the future of AI is personal. The future of AI has to be personal. Whoa. So who wants to see personal AI in action? Hey, let's I go. I do. Let's go, dude. I like his, like... Um, for the demo part... <laughs> it's like right before he said that. I would ask Sharon Song, my co-founder, and Christy Kaiser to come onto the stage. By the way, we interviewed Suman in a come. podcast. Yeah. It's uh, Look for it in our YouTube channel. It's a great conversation. We go deep. Oh, yeah. Now this guy's definitely the real deal. Like he's 
truly passionate about this stuff, as so, you can yeah. see. Yeah, I was super excited for this whenever we interviewed him, and it didn't didn't disappoint. Yeah. She's our CTO, and she is the mind behind actually creating the personal language model. So kudos to her. And then let's also please welcome Christy Kaiser. The way I talk about Christy is she brings life to code. Code is such a technical thing. Like we got to bring consumer experiences out there. Okay, so to understand the demo itself, um, which is the second half of the presentation, um, let's begin with something basic, like something we are kind of familiar with, the messaging application. And in a messaging application, you know, we probably are all familiar with you know, testing a, texting a message to ourselves, like sending a message to ourselves. We probably do in multiple different apps. Why do we do that? Hmm. Well, it's also a mechanism to <laughs> save a memory so that way we can go refer back and recall back easily. Because of course we are sending a message to ourselves, we trust it, and this is no different. You would simply send messages to your AI to be remembered forever. Hmm. I now, like it because I already do that with Slack because I can just send myself people. a message and then I can so review it can later whenever I need to remind yourself of something. Remind myself, like, read groups. this article or whatever. Create your yeah. client groups, customer groups, study groups, you name it. You can create all the groups, all for free. But one beautiful thing that is happening, whenever you are sending these messages to yourself, to your people, in your groups, your memory stack is growing. Your personal model is training. Hmm. And those will come to surface beautifully in this missing application. And so, so this you, would be an additional messaging app, like on top of like yeah. iMessage or, or, or WhatsApp or whatever. <laughs> I was talking to my slides. Um, this is why I, I think it's important that Apple purchases it because it could be embedded into be, uh, your personal device. Mm -hmm. It knows everything that you're doing, and so, so you don't need to supply to it directly. Computer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when it's switched, by the way. It's basically like it's, it's pretty scary, though. <laughs> that is scary. It's just like peering into so, like all your conversations, basically, right? So basically, like even amongst your group. That's how it's going to yeah. know you. But like, but it's it's hyper local to the device. You can't like steal that information or okay. learn about Iman just by hacking um, into his phone. It's just That's internal. Right, here it's like go. part of the hardware. It's a message. Super simple. Huh. Okay. Hi, how was your weekend? Oh, girl, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Remember <laughs> Chaz? <laughs> <laughs> my corgi, Mafan, turned 12 years old yesterday and spontaneously combusted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, this is a personal AI demo, so what exactly is happening? It sounds pretty simple, pretty straightforward. <clears throat> How do I control what my AI remembers? So what just happened right now? What just ha happened is when Sharon typed in about her doll, that is already a memory. Okay. Hmm. Here's the thing, guys. We already talked about a personal language model. It starts with like one memory. So it's like um, memory. But unlike in our lives, okay. sometimes. You know, we cannot now the AI knows it's like I have a dog, and it's twelve years old. And it turned twelve yesterday. yesterday. Now I can contextualize well, like it's birthday for the rest of forever. Yeah, that makes sense. Action of unstacking is about forgetting. Okay, it will forget forever. No, no, not archive. This will forget forever. And if you stack it, it will remember forever. 
Hmm. Yeah, I definitely okay. want my AI to remember my dog. <laughs> okay, what next? What do we she do? She says next? she wants it or doesn't she want does. it? Uh, she, she does. She does. Try out <coughs> yeah, can you for like yeah, when, when would you ever want to like decouple? AI does it work already? It's only when you're lying. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah great, great. Like, don't yeah, remember yeah. this. It's like, life. sorry, I can't come to your kid's birthday party. I've got something going on tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, what should we ask to actually see if it, if it learned? I'm going to ask what breed of dog Mafan is. Hold on a second. Did she just in the co-pilot this breed? The first Did she say it's Corgi? Well, yeah, she's asking the AI what it is. Oh, she's trying to recall it back. I see. <laughs> okay. Sometimes you have to refresh your app. It's part of the live demo. Oh, did it send? Um, uh oh. Oh, there, there we go. <sighs> you gotta hate these moments, dude. Like in these yeah. types of. Uh... It is. What breed is Muffin? And Muffin is a corgi, says the AI. Yeah, of course, this is all staged. But there is a point for it. The point in here is, look, that, that's such a simple memory. And by the way, my... Uh, I mean, this is definitely useful. It is. So, I would have to chat with you, Iman, on this app in order to, like, record specific data points. But it's already effective. Right. It's not so, yeah. search. Huh. If it is search, then you'll probably get the message... <laughs> back from Sharon and it knows how to but, respond okay, so, to that question which is like what breed is muffin such a simple thing but what triggered the actual the AI, AI to respond and not and because she already said it Sharon herself it did and you like prompt context, guys, like AI Sharon's like I wanted to yeah they didn't show it on screen but like I think that you can ask the AI separately okay so that's how you scale your time because Scale if you say time. it once, you never have to say it again. You don't. Mm. Because it's already your memory. Interesting. Your AI will do the work for you because it is augmenting your life and your memory. Yeah, it's definitely useful. That's Thank useful you. for people who like have um, like, legit memory loss issues. I think that I yeah. think I misspoke yeah. on that though. It looks like uh, Christy asked what the breed was, and that um, was just a response so the AI generated for you. Oh. So as you teach your AI more things, your person score will naturally go up. Hmm. So since I have a clean memory stack, uh, a lot of the AI responses right now will be not that personal. So the person score will be low. So how can we test this? Christy, what do you want to do to test this? Um, I can ask her something that is not in the brand new memory stack. So uh, let me ask when in her life she desired a personal AI. This reminds you when we were testing Rovi personalities mm -hmm. <laughs> on our last community call. All right. Okay. So here, this is an important thing, right? What just happened is Christy asked a question that AI do not know the answer for it yet. However, it has provided a draft. But how do we know it is not personal? <coughs> we know it by personal scores. It's pretty low, which is 40%. But also, when she hovered over, there are three things. Relevancy, fluency, and you're missing one thing, accuracy. This thing is not accurate to Sharon. So this is not personal. So what do you want to do, Sharon, in this case? I actually want to tell my uh, story about how it really started. Um, and it really starts with me and my dad. 
really talking about the concept of personal AI because uh, usually I'm too busy to um, call them often. Um, so that's the memory I want my AI to remember. Okay, so she edited the message. She can provide any information that she would want to respond to Christy. Now this is all happening for a reason because we are communicating with each other, right? And that is also learned, I presume. Yeah, it goes into your personal language model. And let's test this again. What would happen if you ask the same question, Christy? Let me ask the same question. So basically, when someone asks you a question, something that you don't remember is like, hey, when did you, when did this thing happen? What was the date? And yeah. your AI, so because guys, it remembers everything, will remember that date and it will suggest that personal. answer and then you can that send that answer. Something that is not personal has become personal, which is like your life. And it explains, it talks about her memory with her dad exactly like the way she explained, but it kind of rephrases, paraphrases to answer the question particularly. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it Yeah, dude. <clears throat> this is definitely going to like add a whole new so cool. like, of layer of messages, life. But the whole idea, the point <laughs> you is know? to get the simplicity It's like a layer across. of accuracy. And we like, can go into complex details mm, and go ease, some advanced prompts. I think. But let's ease. see. Um, yeah, because you don't have to remember a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's schools. true. It, it remembers. Like your phone remembers everything. Your birthday, like yeah. dates. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You guys want me to... Autopilot. Copilot. I know oh. that. But how about, uh, like, how can I find my data? Like, where is my data? You go to my data. Okay, so <laughs> everything is in your control. You can see everything that is going on. It's not a message that's sent to the servers, and then you don't see anything. Everything is in your control. You can shape it however you want. So all your documents, all your uploads, all your memory stack, the exact... I want to see what that actually that looks is like. What does like a shit ton of data like actually AI? look like on screen? Is it just yeah. like a yeah. fucking so dump? I have a few AIs. Uh, that's a great question. Are they like little uh, folders? So <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is what happened in 2019. Yeah. If I yeah. my AI up into those uh, specific knowledge corpus, then I can actually share individual AIs with different people if I will. And what is the goal in here? Why do we want to do that? Um, it's really to separate like parts of your life. And my AI has a life on its own, obviously. Um, so I can share my work things with work people like Chrissy and Suman. And if I want to talk more about my family, then I can share that with my parents. So technically, you can compartmentalize your personal language model based on how your life exists and how you want it to be. I call this dimensions of your life. Of course, I have my personal life, I have my family life, I have my work life, I have my previous company life, which is about the community. Everybody requires different context, remember? So you can maintain what your life is in your personal AI profile without having to create multiple different accounts because it's truly like one personal language model for one individual. Right now. So, okay. sure, I think Christy wants to get to other okay. pilot. What is the autopilot? We never oh, talked about autopilot. Autopilot. Uh, copilot. How deep are we into this? I, I swear you're saying autopilot, but yeah. It's probably been about 30 minutes, like legit. Yeah, I'm not sure how long they're supposed to go, but they started late. It's 45 minutes. Remember to put your AI Yeah, let's let's call it here. I think we should just switch to it and kind of see. Yeah, let's call it here. All right. Yeah, I think they're about to demo something called, I, I was hearing autopilot. 
maybe it's co-pilot. I don't know, but I'm assuming this is it, like something that's a little more like autonomous. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, Which, yeah, because like, I guess if if I forgot your birthday, I can ask your AI. Yeah. And then still surprise you on your birthday because mm -hmm. I didn't ask you what your birthday was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if, you can't be hands-on on everything. Like, to have, like, true utility come yeah. come up this, you know. But at the same time, too, like, you don't want people to take advantage of your personal AI and, like, expose, like, details about yourself, like, without your permission, right? Yeah. You'd be like, hey, man, it's like, uh, how big is your wiener? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, well, like, what did you do last weekend? Yeah, because like you had a conversation personally, not AI, like a real human, yeah. human conversation with somebody on this like, app. Just like, Halo. I was like, dude, yeah. you're supposed to come to my thing. Yeah, but then you like your teacher said you're in a lie situation. Like, no, no, I had an important business meeting this weekend, that's so why I couldn't go to your your yeah. thing. And then you ask your AI, it's like, what did you really do this weekend? Like, yeah, we were playing Halo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this could get squirrely. You know what I mean? This is a uh, there's a lot of verticals now. It's yeah. like we're all over the place. There's now new dimensions of lying. So you gotta yeah. lie to your AI too. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you're never gonna know what's truth and what isn't. Yeah. Right? That's a problem. AI doesn't always uh, AI does always tell the truth, right? Oh, it tells it tells what it knows. Okay, yeah. It's not truth or it's yeah, yeah it's not truth. AI can't it. doesn't want to lie. It just right? tells what it knows, I guess. Okay. Damn, this is so man, I can see like um courts using this yeah like uh, for you know just trying to extract information it's like we'd like to call will's ai to the stand. <laughs> <laughs> no dude not our ais <laughs> yeah that's, they're definitely gonna tap into that it's gonna be a new law yeah anytime you're like you know accused of some crime it's like just like they can breach your your texts and data and yeah. use that against you in court they can, oh they, for sure oh, they're definitely gonna use your own self against you in court if you've done some wrong, yeah, you know, fuck. Well, this has a this is like a it's a double edged sword, just, just like, like with all everything. technology, yeah, yeah. It's just, and this is what everybody's worried about. It's like AI is so impactful, but it's all could potentially be so damaging at the same time. You got to yeah. teach your AI to plead the fifth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you really get personal with it, yeah, you got to train your AI to like uh, not be a rat. <laughs> 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 Pretty much, that'd be interesting. All right, so we'll link the link for this video, pre Presenting Personal AI Model 1 from personal.ai in the description below. Mm -hmm. um, so we talked about Bitcoin. We talked about predicting the future for crypto and AI and like what is a reasonable application of such technology. Yeah, and here's like a demonstration of, of an actual AI company that has been working on an AI. Yeah, like AI crypto elements yeah but the reason why there's crypto elements is because the data that's supplied to personal ai is yours not on a server mm -hmm. by amazon yeah exactly it's very hmm it's very niche in that sense you know and niche for now but it's going to be very important in the future because people will realize the value of this stuff yeah yeah we haven't even scratched the surface of like what what can really be done with this it's just this is just ground zero like we probably all should at some point just get in here once the product is launched and just, I guess, you got to add your friends, I guess, into these little circles. Yeah, and look, someone's asking Suman's personal AI, where were you born? And his AI responds, I was born in India in a small village. And then uh, tell me about a vivid memory about your childhood. <laughs> and then it just automatically responds. That was pretty quick. 
He's yeah. like, I remember when I was two. And I was ran over by a bunch of buffaloes. My goodness. There's no way. In India, it was very vivid memory. I was just standing and screaming. But I didn't move an inch. Wow. That's fucked up, dude. That's traumatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you do at Era? His his uh, other startup company. Oh. Damn, dude, she's not very personable, is she? Like, he just, like, divulged, like, you know, a, a deep memory. And she's like, all right, next question. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like an interview. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, so a lot of stuff has been discussed. Um, yeah, if you guys have any questions on personal AI, what's going on in, like, crypto land, let us know in the comment section below. This will be the end of the podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Runner, at Metazone.io and at Roby AI. And we will catch you in the next podcast. Peace.